Welcome to On Second Thought, the podcast that revisits films to see if they've stood the test of time. My name is Cameron. I'm Ken. And I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about Days of Thunder. We're going to try something new this week. Uh, Andrew, I've heard that you haven't seen this movie before. Nope, this is a first time watch for me. First time watch. And this would also be uh, the first time for me. I'm the only one who's seen it. Correct. It's been a busy week. I tried watching it, fell asleep. Seems to be an ongoing thing for me for this podcast. I end up starting to watch the movie and then falling asleep. A lot of people, when they have trouble sleeping, they'll throw on a CD that is the sound of thunderstorms and rain. <laughs> Ken, Ken likes to put on Days of Thunder while he sleeps. He totally misunderstands yeah. that concept. <laughs> Within maybe like the first 30 seconds, I did spot three confederate flags <laughs> is confederate flag not uh some sort of old-fashioned racist uh thing i mean that people wear shirts with confederate flags on them all the time hipsters wear them ironically hillbillies wear them because they have no other clothes so i don't understand what the flag means well it's my curtains in my dorm room <laughs> Well, you know, I've got uh, I've got some of the bead curtains that are just Confederate flag, and on the other side, it's uh, it's Tupac and behind a Mar- uh, in front of a marijuana flag. That's a thick flag. <laughs> it is a very thick flag. It's a quilt. It's a quilt, actually. So we're trying something different, and we're gonna get Ken to to recap the film, even though he only watched half an hour of it. Okay. Now, correct just, me. Just based, just based on assumption. I ba- just based on my uh, my extended watching of movies uh, and my my history of expectations for movies like this. I am going to explain the movie with only half an hour of knowledge. So we're going to see. I'm going to explain the first half hour in great detail, <laughs> and the the rest of the film in very generalized terms. So we first start off uh, with. Robert Duvall, who apparently was born old, because I've never seen him, I've never seen him uh, as a young man. He's so wise that he's talking on a completely different wavelength, and the car is actually speaking back to him. <laughs> that is uh, that is a weird scene in the movie, where Robert Duvall's like sort of dirty talking the car. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna put a new engine in you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make these tires thinner." Gonna, they're gonna have sex with you through the tailpipe, etc. This is the this, this is the part in the in Ken's recap where he obviously didn't watch the movie. <laughs> where, I fell, where I fell asleep and was just dreaming. Yeah. The rest of the movie is Robert Duvall in this car solving a mystery, right? A murder mystery. Okay, so this is how the movie. Let me explain the movie. So. Robert Duvall talks to cars. What happens is that he meets a young hotshot race car driver named Cole Trickle. Hilarious name, by the way. <laughs> Pretty good. So this is where things get weird, uh, for in, in, at least in my summary. So I'm assuming that they bond. They hate each other for, first, but they bond. Uh, Cole Trickle dies in a race car crash, comes back as a race car, and then they solve a murder mystery together. This is the scene in the movie where Cole, they go to Cole's funeral, they come back to the garage, and he starts talking to Cole's old race car that's a burned-out shell of a car. And then he's like, God damn it, Cole, why'd you have to die on me like that? 
and then the car starts talking. But, but every time he talks, the headlights flash on and off when the voice is on. And then, uh, and then they're like, we're going to make you alive again, man. And then they rebuild the car, montage of the building car, extend guitar solo. And then the final scene is where the, the, they, think that they, it, they think that there's a new driver. They look in the car. There's no driver at all. And they're like, oh, my God, this is a miracle. Cold Trickle is live in this car. This is what happens in Days of Thunder. And Nicole Kidman's in it somehow. I don't know how. And scene. Nailed it. <laughs> you got more than, than I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many product placements in this movie. So much chips. <laughs> I believe the working title of this film was Days of Cool Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Cool Ranch pulled out last minute. They're like, oh, what is? What are we gonna call it now? <laughs> Andrew, do you want to uh, tell Ken what what really happened? <laughs> it's pretty formulaic. This is like a really formulaic movie, so that's you know that's why I was kind of thinking it doesn't really matter that Ken hasn't seen it because you've basically seen it. Man, I don't understand race car driving at all. That was my problem. I think. No. <laughs> this, like, I could not. I think if you like race car driving, you would love this movie, right? The fact that we're calling it race car driving really <laughs> sets us apart as being idiots. Is it called something else? What is it called? I have, I have no idea. That's the thing. It's, we know as much about race car driving as we do about skateboarding. It's, it's such a, like, you know, I, I knew as soon as Tom Cruise rode in on a motorcycle, like, I knew the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's living everybody's dream. Everybody wants to be... Uh, at a party or wherever they're at, you know, at a at a church meeting, <laughs> where there's just smoke or fog, and he rides. You know, you want to ride through with a motorcycle. You're gonna know that Tom Cruise is, he's a hotshot race car driver, and you know he's gonna work his way up the ranks. You know, he's gonna butt heads with the hot the other hotshot guy who's been there for a while. You know, they're gonna eventually become friends, and you know he's gonna win at the end. It was so. Man, it was so boring. Well, at the Ken, the, the end of the movie, and I'm not kidding, it is a freeze frame of them racing, like in a they're in a foot race. What? Of, of Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise in a foot race? I'm not kidding. You would know who? Like, why would you do that? You know, Tom Cruise is gonna win that foot race. <laughs> <laughs> who would win in a race? Michael J. Fox or Tom Cruise? Andrew, Andrew, this is a question. This is a question for you. You're a huge Michael J. Fox fan. Got you. Got to lay it out. Me? Yes, big, big time. Of course, Michael J. Fox is gonna win. You're probably the biggest Michael J. Fox fan I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I have not one but two fan sites that I've created, <laughs> and I'm not making that up. I only know about one of them. I only know about Fox Rocks. I made it when I was about 16 years old. I made a website, just <laughs> uh, praising Michael J. Fox, but it was kind of funny. And that's the one you've seen. But then there was one that actually is not on the internet anymore where it's very serious. <laughs> Michael J. Fox sex lit? <laughs> no, I just, I redid the same thing. And yeah, it was like, I was very serious. Yeah, it was not even being funny anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm a big fan. And uh, yeah, of course he would win. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> He's running 88 miles per hour, man. <laughs> Tell us more about this serious Mike, Michael J. Fox website. Yeah, I, I only know about... Fox Rocks, oh, which man. you had a gift 
of an American flag <laughs> with Michael J. Fox's face on it, which is not even, which is something I wish I made up, but it's true. I've seen this. If you go uh, check it out, uh, make sure to sign his guest book. Yeah, there's a guest, the, the original one, yeah, it was like a guest book, it was made in MS Paint. <laughs> yeah. It's not even funny, it's just sad. <laughs> There's one point where they kind of allude to it partway through. Well, not even allude to it. They spell it out, what they're going to do in the final scene. We're working on this this new technique where I ride in his, in the leader's draft. Right at the opportune moment, I slingshot around him and race to the finish line. <laughs> like, and, th- and then, of course, it happens at the end. But I want to know, like, at what point in film and TV history, the idea of the slingshot came into fashion you know like oh. it happens in, sci- in science fiction movies it happens in this slingshotting like, yeah, around the- slingshotting around a planet in a science fiction yeah. film is essential i love it it just sounds cool so you accept it like you don't question the science <laughs> i think we talked about this earlier but same director same star as top gun tony scott and tom cruise you guys know that when it was in theaters the navy set up recruitment booths in the theater so when people would come out uh of watching top gun they would be all pumped up and so recruitment went up by like 50 percent. really i was thinking like same uh, duo probably the same marketing team they're like okay let's do it again but instead of the navy or the air force let's put a kfc booth inside the theater so so when, the, so when these people come out they're all they're all pumped up on nascar they come into the the lobby of the theater and they're like i'm gonna work at kfc <laughs> the crazy thing uh about this film too is that it is one continuous guitar solo <laughs> it, the soundtrack is by uh, Jeff Beck. Yeah. Who, I've heard the name, and I know he's like a legendary, shitty guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just like, I guess maybe it's like a Tony Scott, uh, like a Tony Scott thing, but this movie just never stops. It never stops. And the guitar solos never stop. Yeah, exactly. They're, he actually played live uh, during the shoot. Yeah, he's going like 200 miles an hour. <laughs> In a race car, yeah, in a flatbed truck, being towed behind, playing. It kind of reminds me of my favorite Tony Scott movie, uh, True Romance. Of course, of course. Yeah, good, great movie. Um, Hans Zimmer also did the score, but it's a xylophone score. I don't know if you remember that. I wonder if there's some, the Jeff Beck, like the shitty xylophone, the shitty professional xylophone guy, <laughs> equivalent of Jeff Beck. It's like the Slash's snake pit of xylophones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I picture I picture the guy wearing a slash hat when playing the xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> the top hat. Yeah. Uh, K- KFC bucket. Um... <laughs> just, just imagine the guy playing xylophone with a KFC bucket. He's bucket head. That's the most messed up. Thing in rock and roll <laughs> buckethead he wins he wins Cameron if you kissed him on the cheek you could taste the colonel's secret recipe <laughs> can you imagine if buckethead is actually the colonel <laughs> <laughs> like he's been alive this whole time <laughs> oh man buckethead is not a man he's an idea he's an idea buckethead is the American dream he, he's like 
If I could do it, anybody could do it. <laughs> anybody could wear a bucket over their head. Oh my god. It must have been so hot under that bucket, don't you think? I'm wearing a bucket right now. It's not so bad. <laughs> you are the you are the bucket head of this podcast, Andrew. How fast do you think you could go on a on a flatbed truck <laughs> while still playing guitar? Like <laughs> <laughs> That was one of David Copperfield's final tricks. <laughs> playing a, shredding on a guitar in a flatbed truck during NASCAR. <laughs> when I was like ten years old, I went to cart gardens. I'd never been go-karting before. And I hadn't even gone around one lap of the track. And I went off into the tires, like really off into the tires. So I couldn't get back onto the track. And the guy who worked there told me to get out of my car, which is the stupidest thing that you could ever say to somebody. And the next thing I know, I'm coming to. What had happened was this girl had come around the same corner and (laughs) hit me with this go-kart. And I flew out of my shoes (laughs) and broke my femur. Oh. which is the, the largest bone of the body, and I almost broke my other femur. The best part was you flew out of your shoes. <laughs> what were you wearing? Like, like slippers? Were you at home? <laughs> like, what do you... Like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's on my shoes? bucket list. Like, there is a positive <laughs> to the... You, you... You're, oh, you're, is that your bucket list or your bucket head list? <laughs> <laughs> to, to fly out of my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> After hitting the, after hitting the magic note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the perfect solo. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to you on Second Thought. Make sure to check out our website, onsecondthoughtpodcast.com, or on iTunes, where you can rate the show or write a review. Uh, it really helps us out. I gotta go get some KFC. <laughs> <laughs>